We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the RotoWire DFS show. We are here to talk about our New Year's Eve Premier League four-game DFS slate. I'm Jack Burkhart. I'm stepping in for our editor, Adam Zadroik. He is off ice fishing. Must be nice. I'm a little bit jealous of him as a born and raised Wisconsinite. But I am joined here by Ryan Belangi and Jordan Cooper. Ryan, how are you doing? You're back in the States now. Oh, yeah. Good to be back in the States. You know, we had trouble getting back but at least we made it that's all that matters um i mentioned to you just before the show that the boxing day slate i believe was the worst soccer slate i've ever had in my life uh in terms of most money lost so i know jordan did a little bit better but i'm gonna try to rebound uh for this slate but yeah it's good to be back in the state so 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 now now ryan you're 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 only like thirty five thousand dollars off for december Sure. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you just spin it. Anytime you're on a downswing, I think this is actually helpful for, for DFS players. One of, one of the best methods I have for dealing with downswings is put is zooming out. And especially if you're a winning player, if you're not a winning player, then yep. when you zoom out, you're just going to see more losses. But when you, if you zoomed out uh, and go like, okay. Uh, Cause I, there was a point uh, that I, I binked an NBA slate like in march or something and then for the next two months like the start of mlb was horrible for me and like i i, I like drop like maybe like twelve thousand or something like that and i'm like you know that's not the biggest of my downswings but i would look and go well if you told me on march 1st that on june 1st i'd be up twenty eight thousand dollars would i be happy i'd be like yeah yeah i'd be i'd be pretty happy and then then that puts things into perspective of like like, okay, don't think in terms of, oh, if I didn't play the last two months, I wouldn't have lost $12,000. Like, like you really want to look at this very long right. view that you're going to go through these dips and things. And maybe it's – and if you if it's because you didn't play well, reassessing some stuff. But overall, like, you know, dude, you won, you won the king of the pitch last year. I mean, like, like if you – if I told – if I told you three years ago and right. I said, at this point right. – You'd be up X amount of dollars. You'd be like in yep. soccer, especially where there's not like always these hundred K prize pools. You'd be like, you'd be happy as a pig and shit. So like, yep. So who cares about? No, I think that's like, yeah. I think that's a great point. I am constantly doing that in my head. Yes, uh, constantly. You know, 
Brian, uh, there was a point in between King of the Pitch and World Cup where I was on about a 20K downswing. And yeah, I'm constantly doing that in my head. And then, you know, World Cup comes around and I make a little over 50K in the first week of World Cup. And, you know, that's it, the, the life of a GPP player. But yeah, just to, to keep myself sane, like I'm always sort of doing that. Like, you know, would I did I ever think I would make this amount of money in soccer? Not really. Is it still like, is it a great year no matter what because of King of the Pitch? Yeah, absolutely. Like, so yeah, like when I have big losses like that or downswings that last for a few weeks or a month, yeah, that's the, that's the exact thing I do to keep myself sane. And you're missing the most important thing. So tomorrow is the 31st, and it's the last day to do some tax loss harvesting. Yes, <laughs> yes, let's lose yeah. a lot of money. Let's yeah. lose a lot of money, and then you'll say, well, honey, I have to pay less in taxes. And then everyone is no, happy. No, see, this. Jack, that only works if you're up. There are probably a lot of people that have to do the reverse. They have to go, I need to make X amount of dollars so I get above the 1099 line so that I because <laughs> you can't take they can't take their losses off. Like, like I see. truthfully. Truthfully, that that is a thing because if you play on multiple sites, uh, you think in terms of like, well, on fan, I'm up on FanDuel but down on DraftKings, and I can't minus that out. So it's like I need to win enough on DraftKings to get over the line, and then you start, and then you play on FanDuel primarily. So if you do lose, you're losing out of your taxes and not getting negative on another site. Yeah. You're the pro, so you have to. Think yeah, but about not, this, this is not financial <laughs> advice. I, I can't. I have to. I think I legally have to disclose that. Yeah, Jordan Cooper is not a licensed accountant. No. All right, so let's dig into this four gamer. And folks, it's a Manchester City slate. And um, yeah, that's all there really is to it. So we have four games here. I'll do a quick breakdown. But Manchester City are giga favorites over Everton. The goal scorer odds are not pulling Halland, but I pulled it up on DK Sportsbook, and he is minus 330 to score and plus 135 to bag a brace, which is about 40%. Um, he's also at the price of 12.7K, which is near the maximum possible price. So Jordan obviously loves this slate, but there are some other games that we can look at. We have Newcastle, who are large favorites against Leeds. Newcastle are in great form. Fulham, they just crushed a nine-man Crystal Palace. I wasn't tilting about that all last week. And then we have Crystal Palace against Bournemouth. That game has a low total, but Bournemouth has a Charmin soft defense. So, Jordan, from a DFS perspective, what is your bird's-eye view of this slate? This is the worst slate ever. This is the, this is the slate. This is the slate where the, the fact, the fact, the fact that my cash lineup, cash lineup, look, Cash lineups. We're talking about cash lineups. They're typically lower variance lineups that I'm quite likely or, quite, or there's a good probability that my forward spots will be Holland and Chris Wood at 4,300. And you know, and you know, whenever Chris, whenever you play Chris Wood, doesn't matter that he scored this last slate, but whenever you play him, uh, he will, he will give you 1.8 points. <laughs> yeah we do have chris woods starting so callum wilson was out with illness so some sources are projecting him to start but i think eddie howe he has nothing but positive things to say about our always low-priced hero chris wood we are expecting him to start he might not but we'll talk about other low-priced options in case he doesn't ryan what do you think about the slate do you agree with jordan i hate this slate yeah just an absolute nightmare um like i guess the what i was gonna for everything that Jordan said, but 
But I guess what I was going to ask you guys just off the top is this, are you just not going to play KDB? Because you can't really fit Holland, KDB, and Trippier, I guess, unless you're not going to play Trippier. But I think you probably want to play Trippier at home against Leeds. I don't know. It's it's weird to – I guess I'll wait for your answer, but it's weird to play Holland for 2500 more and not play KDB in cash games. You could play. You could play all three. Your lineup. You, trust me. You, you you don't like your lineup much, but uh, but it, it it is. I I did make a lineup like that. But these are the types of slates where I feel as if the. It's weird to say this. The cash game construction, from a salary distribution standpoint, is barbelled, while the GPP construction is balanced and typically you find the opposite typically on, mo- on most slates like it's not worth paying 10.5 for salah and uh 8900 for uh for uh, you know whatever you know mason mount or something like that like it's not and that's that's the gpp way of going you know you play the canes you play those types of guys and you go up and down and then you go like up and cash games are like the jwps and the and the and the damari grays and you go kind of go down the middle in cash games, but to me, it's almost like the guys in the middle of the ones that, like, if it was a different slate, if Man City was not on the slate, then it may look more like that, but you're, I mean, Man City has like a 2.6, 2.7 implied goal total against Everton, they're minus 900 favorites, the prices are ridiculous, are, 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 are tough, but, I mean, what are you, what are you going to, I mean, Dude, if you don't if you don't play if you don't play a Man City player, let's say you don't play Holland and you don't play KDB, you could still make what looks like a high floor lineup, and then you lose by forty eight points in double ups when Man <laughs> City scores four goals. So like, like it's 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 hard it's hard for me to to build those types of lines, and especially even in the mid range, a lot of the guys that we may count on a little bit more in the mid range are not in the greatest of matchups per se. Uh, so like, even then it's like, do you want to play Damari Gray as the hugest favorite against Man City? No. Do you want even JWP against Fulham now that he's playing like almost like a defensive midfielder now and he's a away underdog and at 7,700, he like probably not. Then you have the issue with the Crystal Palace guys like Eze and and Olise, that they kind of vulture each other. I mean, they're, they're they've priced down a bit. And they're playing Bournemouth, but it's like even that lineup. Um, Andres Pereira is eighty three hundred. I mean, like like even that type of lineup, you would have to sacrifice like one of Holland or De Bruyne to even consider making that type of lineup. And you can make a lineup with like all of those guys with neither of the Man City players. But if anything, I'd I'd lean towards the maybe the one Man City version of that than the none. But I think the one Man City version versus the two Man City version, I think the two Man City version is not is is has a much higher upside, and I don't really think you're sacrificing all that much floor anyway. Yeah, I agree, Jordan. Yeah. I found. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. No, no, no. Go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah, when I was just building a lineup, I found myself being funneled into a studs and duds construction because I'm like, okay, well maybe I'll just play Holland, and then I did plug. We'll talk about midfield later. I did plug in KDB. I plug in Trippier, and I'm just like, I mean. Okay, well, what what else can I do? And the other players just aren't in good enough 
spots, I don't feel good about fading those two guys. But maybe let's dig a little bit into four. We've already hinted at it, but is there any route to fading Holland in cash, or is he basically a lock button? Jordan, you're you're not in your head, yes. I mean, there is. I I, I don't want to say because I don't want to have a show where it's like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you just gotta play Holland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could fade one goal from him. I mean, like like if you if you're playing cash and he only scores once. He may put up like what 17, 18 points because he probably has some shots and some fouls drawn on there. Now, if he starts getting on the score sheet in other ways, assists, now he's up to 24. That at 12 7, even that may even be fadeable if you're able to get 15, 16s out of some guys in the mid range. Uh, once he scores two goals, you're screwed. I mean, like, you know, and, and you're screwed, and he's most likely going to be very high owned. Uh, Will some people play Foden at 12-2 over him? Like, people may look at the, like, the split set. Pe- like, if, if they have Foden, Gundogan, and KDB in, like, I can't possibly see playing Foden in cash game. Foden's like the type of guy, like, if KDB was at, if, if like, he was the only guy on the pitch that you looked at and said, yeah, he's taking set pieces. I'm, I'm going to pay 12-2 for him. Uh, I still think Holland, is this, is this, is this, a, I don't think this is a nuts take. I think Holland playing as a center forward, has a higher floor than Foden, even with Foden getting like slightly more peripherals because he plays wide and may may take three or four corners or something. I still think the shot volume and the goal scoring equity, I think Holland has, I still think Holland has a higher floor. It's 12-7, but who else? The, the thing is, is that let's say you went down at forward. Like what, what do you do? What are you doing? I mean, like, then what are you doing? So that means you're not playing Holland, you're not playing Foden, you're playing KDB, and then what? Mitrovic at 9400. I I I love Mitrovic for GPPs, uh, because it's going to be very hard to fit in Man City with him, and people are more likely to play the Man City forwards than anything. But Mitrovic has like like plus 110 goal scoring odds. Uh, I mean that's not minus 330. Uh, and Southampton sucks. So, like, I can't, that's not a cash, like, I, to me, it's a matter of, uh, you play Holland and a low price guy, Holland and a more mid to high priced guy, and then find cheapies everywhere else. And I'm, I'm leaning more towards up and down and forward. And you just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to plug in Holland and not have to worry about like, he's probably going to be 70 plus percent owned in cash games. Can I make a better floor construction if he doesn't score a goal? Yes. But what what am I what is my upside in double ups for doing that? I just double up. Not I much. just okay, right. He got Holland gets eight points, and it's easy for me to to pass a lot of people. But if Holland scores 32, like I'm like, there's no way I could win. I think it's more likely I fade Holland in GPPs, right? At 50 plus 60, but he'd probably be that high in GPPs also. Uh then the the up the upside that you get in double ups is just not worth like dude I'll just block it's one of those situations I'm gonna block it's like Lewandowski in the Champions League against you know the Swedish whatever minnow team and they're play the minus twelve hundred favorites and it you'd look at the line you look at the goal scoring line it's the same it's essentially he is like he has like a seventy five percent chance of scoring one goal and like forty eight percent chance of scoring two it's like dude a coin flip on two goal on a brace. And that's not including possibilities of assists and six shots. Like, like, dude, who else? The the problem is, is that it's it's not like 
it's not like we have like floor forwards that we're like we'd be playing otherwise. So like, what are we? And it's not like we have high priced midfielders other than maybe Pereira that it's worth sacrificing. So would you rather have Holland or Pereira? If price not consider like even cons- not considering the price because it's just a roster construction issue at that point. Even though it's a forty, it's a forty four hundred dollar difference. Yet the differences in how your lineup looks is probably from a projection standpoint, not that different. So it's like, who do I want to play Holland or Pereira? I go, just do it. I don't want to screw around with this. Just give me Holland. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you broke it down perfectly. Uh, it's weird because this slate is like you mentioned, it's almost opposite where the, like the cash game construction looks like a GPP construction and vice, vice versa. Um, and I see you can, I see that you can put in KDB as well, Holland, KDB, and Trippier, and you can make it work uh, easier than I thought you could. So, yeah, for all the reasons that Jordan just said, I guess cash is kind of straightforward. <laughs> the famous last words. So if we're mm-hmm. going to be spending um, down at the forward, there's a few options we can look at. So Jaden, so it looks like Marcus Tavernier, he's going to be out with a hamstring injury. He's a doubt to play, so I imagine that he won't. And I guess Jaden Anthony is kind of interesting at 4,900. That's still pretty tight with pricing. You're you're punting everywhere if you do that. I looked at that construction. You also have Chris Wood at 4,300. And if we scroll down, we're also projecting Samuel Adozi. So he's a transfer, a young transfer from the Manchester City Youth Academy. He had a nine-point floor in the previous game. So, what are we looking to do with our second forward spot? Any of, who seems the best out of those three? I also want to make. Can I just mention in case he starts? I'm not saying he will, but you also have to kind of throw maybe Sam Greenwood in that spot at 5100 mm-hmm. if he starts for Leeds. I mean, I think with all these guys, you have some uh, you know sub- substitution uh, issues, but at 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 these prices, who cares? I mean, like. Like, oh, well, this guy may only play 70s. Like, well, you're paying 4K for him. So, like, what the, like, what, what's the difference? I mean, I think from a, from a floor perspective, uh, I think Chris Wood is probably the last on the, I mean, come on, we joked about it. It is the last on the list. But from an upside perspective, is the top of the list. He's the most likely to score the goal out of, out of, out of any of these guys. And Newcastle are a, are a pretty decent favorite. Newcastle has above a two implied goal total. So if Wood does start and, and you're, you're going to know this, this is going to be like a nine o'clock thing anyway. Like you don't have to worry about Wood. It's not, they're not going to play Wood and, and Wilson together. So like, like I, 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 at least I don't expect them to, I mean, I wouldn't think they do. So like if Wilson's in, you don't even have to, you don't even have to worry about the Wood conundrum. Is that the name of the episode? The Wood conundrum. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you, I don't think you gain anything decently extra with Anthony with 900 more than Edozi. But I wouldn't be, dude. You, you're you're paying. You're punting it at forward. So like, like, play Gananto. Yeah. Play. I mean, like, dude, you could play any. Like, dude, if if you you, you could do what what Andrew Laird, right, our former compatriot, the Godfather of Rotowire Soccer, uh, would say sometimes that uh, you're punting here so you could fill up the rest of your spots. So like, if you just waited until like nine oh one. Eastern and then play the cheapest guy that has a green check mark. Like you won't be, you I don't think you'll be that substantially different than if you did, you spent all the time to choose which one to play. Uh, yeah, I mostly agree. I'd like to get up to Jaden Anthony if I had to pick one. Um, but obviously you can't really count on him to play. I don't know more than yeah, he's going to get subbed. You figure, I mean, 
Right, but I, I but think Anthony. I think Ryan. Would you think that Anthony is more likely to get subbed at sixty than Edozi is to get subbed at all? I mean, Edozi could play ninety. Yeah, you know, it's tough to say. Just with Southampton have the new manager, and I mean, it's last week when Edozi played eighty-four minutes. I mean, that's the first time he's. I believe that was his first start in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Southampton have a lot of attackers, so. I wouldn't be comfortable with his minutes either. If I knew he was going to play minutes, then sure, I would choose him over Anthony. But I don't know. I think I would want to get up to Anthony if I could, just because he's probably going to take most of the set pieces. He takes free kicks, or he, he takes corners and free kicks. Um, he has open play upside too. And, you know, they're at home against Palace. Um, so it's not a great play, but for 4,900 probably just good enough but yeah not necessarily a priority i think you're sort of right you could play anyone with a green check mark i have, yeah. a, I have a question can, uh, uh, ryan because uh, about anthony uh what it with anthony in do we have a sample size i mean we really don't on footedness and with uh with lewis cook there also like yeah is, well is it, is it is is anthony going to take the corners that cook was taking or is anthony just going to take the corners that tavernier was taking or is is this the type of situation like i'm trying to figure out like it doesn't like in my in my uh dummy build like i i don't feel comfortable having two bournemouth players in but i mean if that's what happens it happens uh if there's a case where where anthony is more likely to just take all of them then just like give me give me a forty nine hundred dollar Anthony easily, and then I could find someone even cheaper than Lewis Cook to just punt with, rather than pay like forty four hundred for him. Or is it the type of thing where Jaden Anthony? It's going to be Lewis Cook primarily, and then Anthony gets an extra bonus that puts Anthony above Adozi only because like he'll get some of is like very similar to how we view like Man City with like Foden. Like he's not going to take them all because KDB's there. But he gets a little extra value because he will take some. So, like, how is that relationship there? I don't know. I don't know how much of a sample size we have of that. Yeah, I mean, and that's the all important question. I mean, you're right, and something that, yeah, you'd want to know if you want to if you're going to play Anthony because if Lewis Cook's going to pl- take most of the sets, then yeah, I wouldn't want to play Anthony in cash games. But my guess would be that. Anthony takes them over Cook. That's what happened when they played in the championship. I mean, Anthony and Christie took most of the sets. Christie took the left-footed sets. Anthony took the right-footed sets. And Lewis Cook, I don't know, maybe he chipped in here and there, but it was mostly Anthony. In this spot, I would guess that Anthony takes most of the right-footed corners. And if there's left-footed, I think it would actually be Philip Billing, who took a couple last week as he he would be the only left-footed guy out there um but yeah i i think anthony would take most of the set pieces when okay, on the pitch over lewis this, cook you met you mentioned before that like okay like if he doesn't take any i don't think that that's that big of a mistake to play him because he's 4900 like if you told me that anthony was 6500 i'd be like okay he's priced for a set piece monopoly like 4900 he's not priced for a bournemouth set piece monopoly at home in a pick a matchup against palace so it's like there's only upside to the price. The downside is he's just efficiently priced, and so be it. My question was more in regards to Lewis Cook 
because that Lewis Cook at 4,400 is priced for kind of his, he's a defensive midfielder. He'll take a couple here. He'll take a bunch, but that just adds a little bit to his value. But if you tell, told me the Lewis Cook takes no set pieces, like 4,400 is, you're basically paying for a, you're paying for a defensive midfield. I mean, like, yeah, like yeah. He, should be, he should be, he's just as good as a $3,200 defensive midfielder. And why, why do I, why should I even spend the extra thousand in that spot? So it's less of an Anthony question and more of a Lewis Cook question. The fact yeah, that we yeah, have yep. to debate this on a slate where we have to pay up like twice at 10 K is the reason that you have to, you have to talk about this stuff. No, but yeah, no, you're exactly right. Like I'm glad you brought that up. Lewis Cook would be, that's exactly what you should be thinking about. Um, and Lewis Cook would be too expensive if he he's priced to where he's going to be. T- he's priced to where you need him to take half the set pieces for sure. So, yeah, you don't want to play Cook. Uh, and I, I think it'd be enough reason not to. Like, yeah, he might take a couple sets, but I do think Anthony would be the primary set piece taker. And also a good point about Anthony. It wouldn't be the end of the world if he doesn't take sets because – He's the type of player that has a floor without sets. Like with when uh, Tavernier not out there, the play will run through Jaden Anthony. He's their creative player. Um, so, yeah, gr- I mean, great points. Cook is – you're not going to want to play Cook if he doesn't have set pieces. Well, I don't think you'll find a podcast in the world with such a detailed discussion of Bournemouth set pieces. So I think with that, maybe we'll go back to um, forwards later when we talk about tournaments. Let's move on to midfield. So in midfield, the big question, and Ryan, you kind of hinted at the start, you were a little bit reluctant to spend 10.2K for Kevin De Bruyne, but he's definitely someone that we want to play. One thing I noticed watching their match against Leeds is that Manchester City were playing very quickly, and that means that De Bruyne wasn't taking all the corners. Gundogan took a few, and Mares also took a few. So is that lack of set-piece role potentially something that's putting you off of KDB, Ryan, or are you not too worried about the role? It's just a price issue. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, it was No, yeah, it was both. It was both. I thought, like, if you're going to play Holland, you could fade KDB because he's not a Monopoly set-piece taker. You know, when Foden and or Mahrez are in there, even Gunduan. Yeah, I mean, he still has a great floor and he still has a lot of upside. But yeah, for those reasons you said, I, you know, he wasn't necessarily a lock. Looking at it now, I do think you can fit him with Trippier and Holland. But yeah, those are, yeah, those are great points. That's what I was thinking. Um, without a monopoly of set pieces, I don't think you could call him a lock on this slate just because of, of the pricing. But Still the best play at midfield, obviously. But I, if you had to choose, Ryan, I, I'm I'm leaning. Like, if you just had to choose, like you were forced to build a lineup and you could only choose between Holland and De Bruyne, I almost feel like Holland is the choice because of positional scarcity than anything. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Would you consider maybe playing Andreas Pereira instead of De Bruyne so you could spend up at goalkeeper later? I think it's it's worth considering. I mean, the, just the, the thing is, is Pereira going to continue to be as good as he been? I guess. Like, can you trust Pereira? If he's, I mean, he's been great, taking almost all the set pieces and doing a lot of other things too. Eighty three hundred is not a bad price tag for that against at home against Southampton. So I get it, but. It's just tough. You know, it's tough to play a Pereira over De Bruyne. But if you're just looking at the numbers and what's been happening recently, it makes a lot of sense. But I think from a perspective of floor, I think Pereira and De Bruyne may have similar floors. 
But in in this matchup, I mean, KDB, KDB could this this is this is a thirty eight burger KDB yeah. style of spot. I don't see Pereira putting up thirty eight points. Like to me, if you told me that that even if you take away some set pieces from KDB, some not all, and you go KDB has has a 11 point floor and Pereira has a 13 point floor like and De Bruyne is $1,900 more I still think the distribution of outcomes ends up happening where Pereira puts up a lot of 16s, 18s 20s while KDB while he may have some 10s, 11s, 12s a couple more of those he ends up with some of these 28s and 32s and 36s that is it worth the extra what is it extra $1900 and from a yeah. like i said before from a functional construction perspective that money is more likely to just go into goalkeeper right or up at like some cheap defender to a 5k defend like it feels like the the spot that you'd spend that $1900 is not it doesn't justify sacrificing the upside. If there were, if there was a, a nineteen hundred dollars meant something in those other spots. If it meant getting from getting to Trippier, like let's say Trippier, if if, if it's a difference between like Cancelo or Trippier, and that nineteen hundred dollars got you there, then I'd say it may be worth it. But like Trippier's too more way more expensive than other defenders. That you're never the nineteen hundred goes gets you from a, a thirty seven hundred dollar midfielder to a $5,600 midfielder and those two midfielders yeah. don't have, I, I don't think it, yeah, the, the second one is better, but not $1,900 better. And the goalkeepers are a variance fest. So it's like, do I need Ederson? No. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. like it, just, it just feels like from a functional construction perspective, even if you say that Pereira has a higher mean projection, the range of outcomes on KDB is so high that I don't think I think the nineteen hundred dollars maybe maybe worth it anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he broke that down perfectly. Yeah, KDB he does have a nine or ten point game in him in certain scenarios, especially where they get a lead and he gets subbed off early in the second half. That does happen. Whereas you figure Pereira probably has fifteen or sixteen in him, but yeah, KDB's got the forty burger in him for sure. And uh, just from watching the last two games, I watched the. City against Liverpool in the cup and then City last week. De Bruyne was unbelievable in both games. I mean, an absolute joy to watch. So, yeah, I mean, everything you said, I mean, and I say he has a nine or a a 10-point game in him, but he hasn't had that this year. I mean, you see that seven-point game against Nottingham Forest. He didn't start that game. That was only 20 minutes. I mean, so he's been pretty consistent this year. Yeah, tough not to play De Bruyne. I think you broke that down pretty well. Well, I guess in cash game constructions, if we're doing the barbell, we're going to need to find a place to spend down at the second midfield spot. We already spent a long time talking about Lewis Cook, but maybe there are some other options we can consider. One name that stuck out to me, and I'm always a sucker for this guy, is uh, Mohamed El-Yunusi. He plays as a winger, and he's always cheap, and that's something that sticks out. But um, who are we looking at in the lower price range for midfielder that seems appealing? Or is anyone appealing? <laughs> Well, no, I don't think anyone's appealing. I mean, if you're just looking for like, uh, like cheap set PC types, I mean, you got Mark Roca. I mean, that's when I said 3,700 for Leeds. I mean, Leeds are, I mean, they're the second biggest dog. 
But I mean, now that you know, Aronson's not really taking. I mean, it seems like it seems like Roca's taking a bomb. I mean, how many set pieces are they going to get against Newcastle? That's a question. But at thirty seven hundred, like like to me, that's that's a a dude. If you if you told if you told me he had if he never took a set piece, then he probably should be thirty seven. I mean, like like it's you're getting into this range where like if you decided to choose if typically when I'm going down to this low. I want to go to one of two things. One, set pieces. Or two, uh, attacking upside. And I don't even care at that price how many minutes. So it's like, it's not a matter of does it. And maybe the third is minutes, but I don't even care. about like, to me, it's like if Mark Roca could get me five or six points, I'm fine. But I don't, I, I, I'd rather either go for that or go for someone like you mentioned, El Niusi. Okay. Right, someone that's at least in an attacking position, and and per and preferably attacking position for a favored side or a home side, right? I mean, Southampton aren't, but I'm looking for those types of players, and uh, Southampton's more likely to have them, like a an Armstrong if he was in, or uh, or uh, uh, who else is down, Gineppo, or one of these guys start, because then once you start getting past these 4K guys, then you start getting into this 5K range. I don't think those guys are any more like, like Joe Willock. Like I don't mind at fifty four hundred, but I would, I can't fit a fifty four hundred dollar guy in. I, I need like a four K guy, and then once you go down to the other four K guys, now now you're going to either defensive midfielders or big underdogs or or we could use the same we could use the same thing that we said logic with forward. Like if you're considering like oh do I play Mark Roca or someone else at three K, the Difference is probably not that big on waiting until 901 and then playing the cheapest midfielder with a green check mark. <laughs> and the differences between yeah. that may not be that drastic. Yeah, I mean, that was just what I was going to say, your last point. I mean, I, you got me looking at Harrison Reed for 3,200, Jefferson Lerma for 3,100. I mean, those guys are honestly the same as. Mark Roke. I mean, yeah, you'd rather have Roca if he's going to take one or two corners, but it's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah, I see question in the chat about Dan James and Elianusi. I, I agree with you guys about Elianusi. Thirty eight hundred is a good price, but you know, it's not like a cash game. That's more still like a tournament thing for Elianusi. I do like that playing in the front three. Um, I don't think he's going to take any corners though with James Ward Prowse there. Just to clear that up for anybody. Um, Jeff Schlupp might start at left back at 3,700. Would you prefer a left back Jeff Schlupp or, uh, to a potential Mark Rocha? Flip no. a coin. <laughs> I mean, if, if I wouldn't, but I mean, we're, 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 we're like, we're rearranging the, the, the chairs on the Titanic for the, for these types of guys. So like, <laughs> but I think, but I think that's the construction. I think you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to play one, if not two of these types of guys in this range somewhere and, or instead of one of these midfielders, you're going to be playing a guy in that range in a defender spot. So you're playing like some really, really bad fullback that isn't really a fullback or a center back or something like that. So you're going to have to choose between these people. I'm just, I just at this moment, based on the projected starting 11s, like Rokas, it stands out higher than the pack of like maybe 10 people behind him, but not like that far ahead of the pack that if you want to do something else, it's 
You could you could do any of that. I mean, I think to me the main the main thing is getting the construction right more than the players at that point. And the difference between six points of one guy and seven and a half points of another guy and three points of another guy, I'm just gonna chalk up to variance. And if that's the difference, that's the difference in your head to heads, then probably you should find people that are weaker at head to heads. Yeah, I guess uh, um, we shouldn't lose too much sleep over uh, Jeff Schlupp versus Mark Roca. I do agree no, I, with that point. <laughs> Ryan, I do want to say something. I, I really I can't believe I'm going to tout these guys again, and I'm not I'm not touting these guys. But uh, Jefferson Lerma and Harrison Reed, they each have two goals this season. Uh, Jefferson Lerma is averaging a shot a game. He has games where he's taken three shots, multiple games. He actually plays quite a bit further forward than Lewis Cook when they have the ball, and he shows up in the box more than you think he would. So, like, it's it's not that bad when you're comparing him to these other guys. Just want to say, like, the guys that – yeah, I don't mind them. I don't mind them for 32 and 3,100. They're, like, a little bit better plays than people might give them credit credit for. I always feel like Jefferson Lerma is a red card waiting to happen with discipline. Yeah, yeah, you know, but, um... I just, you know, I from the Bournemouth games I've watched, and some of them have been showdowns. I was, you know, where I didn't play Jefferson Lerma, and I was like, wow, you know, maybe I made a little bit of a mistake here. He's a little bit better than I thought. He does get forward. He is in the box, and you know, he has those games where he takes shots. That's all I'm saying. It, it surprised me a little because he's a guy that like I would just never consider, like absolutely. But I see like you can at least make an argument. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. Well, let's move on to Defender then. So I think we have a discount version of Kieran Trippier based on last week, but it's a slightly better matchup for Newcastle. So I don't think there's too much to think about other than locking in Kieran Trippier. So maybe we can elaborate on the defense position. So is Kieran Trippier just kind of the, one of the first names in your cash game lineup, or are there possible other combinations that you might want to look at? Like Jao Cancelo at 5,600, for example. I'm going to say, like I, mean, I said last week, I don't think Trippier is a, a, a need. A priority, 
I'd like him. I mean, just like I mean, yes, I I I I absolutely like him there. Uh well, the question is that if you had to choose two of the three, Ryan, Holland, De Bruyne, Trippier, how would you rank the pairs? Yeah, this is tough. What I was going to ask you is, so like I would want to play Trippier, um, but then you see Cancelo is 5,600. Like, did you ever think you'd see a $2,500 difference between Trippier and Cancelo, especially when Cancelo is in such an amazing spot or just, just a great matchup for City? So, like, it's it's weird. It's still weird to me to, own, to only play one of those guys and to have Trippier but not Cancelo. I mean, I get I get it. But you, so you that, can't that's do that because, Ryan, you can't do that construction. That's the problem is that if you play all three – you cannot play Cancelo like you. you right, so, so that's what I'm you saying. Run out of money. Like, it, it, it's weird to me where you can only play one. It's weird to play Trippier for twenty five hundred more than Cancelo, but it still feels like the right move. Um, I don't know. You know, Jordan, to answer your initial question, Trippier Trippier has been so good that I'm a bit nervous to fade him in cash games and this this matchup is really good for newcastle newcastle has been great this matchup is great so like i feel and then but then who do you not put so if you had the pairs you could only play two it i now, guess kdb i guess kdb but so you basically know, say man. it's cash games you go trip your kdb and no holland first no, no, sorry. I no, I go Holland. I'm with you. I I, okay, I go so Holland. Basically, basically, you rank KDB third out of the three. Then, I, I'm yeah. I think you just have. I think you have to just like you said about Holland and the positional scarcity, but also because of the block. But also because Holland just has the path to forty points much easier than De Bruyne does. Um, so yeah, if I had to, I think like the. The top pair would be Holland and Trippier. I don't know. Maybe maybe you disagree. I don't know. What do you think about Cancelo? I don't know. What do you think about all that? Well, depending on the control, I, I agree. See, the thing is that I'm not scared of fading Trippier. It's just that when you play when you play Kieran Trippier, like picture picture playing a guy at 8100. So, like, let's say let's say I told you that you could play Wilf, Wilfred Zaha. Right, he's eight. He's eight thousand. Right, so he's close. Right, and I told you, okay, I guarantee he's going to score a goal. Like I guarantee, like he will, he will not end the the the, the slate with less than twelve points. You'd be like, okay, give that that absolutely fine. I'll take the upside of Zaha and the twelve. Give me a guaranteed twelve points. Isn't that what Trippier is in a position that? frankly, on this slate, is very weak. Like, uh, from a positional scarcity... St- I mean, all the positions are weak, because when Man City's on the slate, you want to play them all, and you can't. Uh, like, it's almost like putting a goal in your defender spot immediately. Because it's hard to see. There's so... that it, it For a trippier not to score double digits is like a sub-10 percentile outcome. And he could put up on a on a... 75th, 80th percentile outcome, a two goal equal in 24 points. And that's like, he could score 16 to 18 without even a goal or assist or anything. It's hard not to just like, like I almost feel safer with Trippier than De Bruyne to some extent, but yeah, De Bruyne has that 40 burger in him and Trippier 
is more likely to be in that maybe the ceiling of the 2024 point range. But you, boy, don't you feel you plug and trip here and you're just like, it's, it's, it's cold outside. It's the holidays. You got your eggnog. <laughs> you feel like you're like the stockings, like, like you, you just, KDB, you feel a little nervous at times. It's 28 minutes into the game and he has three and a half points. And you're like, uh oh. Yep. And, then ends, and, then he, and then he ends with like 22, and you're like, okay, okay, he got there. Trippier, I don't feel like that. Like, Trippier, just like you check your, your you leave your DraftKings head to heads or dra- go, go in on the phone while you're watching, and it's like, okay, one and a half, and it's like, okay, 2.4, and then like, here's 4.2, and then like, it just, it just feels like, okay, as the game goes on, oh, there's a, there's a foul drawn, and then like, and then they, they get, they get a couple of, you know, corners or whatever, and next thing it's like, like he goes from six and a half directly to like 11 and then he ends halftime at like 13 and a half. And you're like, Oh, okay. Like that's like him score. Like any one of my players scoring, I have to, it, it's weird. It, it's weird. I think I, I, I think I agree with you. I think I'm, I'm more likely to fade KDB than I am. I almost, I almost feel as if from a price perspective that man city is priced up yet. Cancelo isn't. Like Cancelo, yeah. I think Cancelo, the efficient price in this matchup is like 6,800. 6,600 maybe, 64, like something. But based on relative to the other Man City players, like they priced them real up that I would have expected him to be 7,400, right? Like if, if you would think that if, if I told you Holland is 11, 12, 7, Foden's 12, 2, and KDB's 10, 2, you'd be like, what's Cancelo? It's like, oh, probably like 7K, 7,200. You go, no, he's 5,600. Right. So this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. The, the, the Cancelo question, like, like last week and a lot of weeks, the reason to like Trippier is he's just so much better than every other defender. And on this slate, he might be, but on this slate, if you're playing Trippier, you're, and if you're playing De Bruyne, you're not playing Cancelo, who, like you said, seems underpriced and seems like a pretty good play. And it's like almost weird to pay $2,500 more for Trippier. I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's interesting. Or you, well, or you play a- both and you don't play KDB. Sure. Sure. You could. Well, I'm kind of looking at defender constructions and you might have to spend down, you know, even in the 2,500 to 3,000 range at a second guy. But if you're kind of, you know, Trippier, he does score points really safely. But at the end of the day, you know, the end products is what matters. It feels good to see Trippier slowly go up and not wait for him to score in chunks. But I mean, I guess you could consider like a Cancelo, Kenny Cheche sort of, I probably butchered that pronunciation. You could consider a pair like that, two mid-price guys, and Cancelo still does have a ceiling. Versus maybe taking a trip here and then having to punt with someone like a Nathaniel Klein. If you're just looking at playing two defenders like that, do you think the balanced defender build can keep up with Trippier's floor? Is that I mean, a the matchup round? against? Yeah, it's plausible. I, 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 in my head, I keep going back to a home matchup against Lees. It just looks like one of the best possible spots, um, which keeps getting me back to Trippier. Like. If you just said if Newcastle was away to Crystal Palace, for instance, which is an okay matchup, but then I, you know, I'd be more likely to consider something like that. This matchup is really nice. I'm I'm going through lineup construction right now. I'm building some lineups in front of here on my computer, and the more and more I do, the more and more I don't think you need to play KDB in cash. 
I think you get so when, much... we, when we hop down the show. Right. Like if I if if you plug in KDB, Trippier, and Holland, and like let's let's say I do that, and then I play like Anthony in my forward spot, and then That's I play gross. Roca in thirty seven hundred dollar midfielder, and then I'm left with let's say a goalkeeper. I play Travers, like a Bournemouth keeper, right? Home the cheapest home keeper. Obviously, you go down cheaper than that. I have two spots left: a defender and utility spot. Average remaining player salary is twenty nine hundred. <laughs> like what yeah. I'm punting and I'm punting and what, what am I? And let's say instead of Anthony, I play a dozy. So now I get what? 3,400 average remaining. That's still like, who am I playing? Like I got to punt twice with the lowest green check marks. And let's say I take out Trippier instead and leave KDB in and I play Cancelo there. And now my D utility spot is 4,150 average remaining player salary. Now it's better than 2,900, but what 4K guys at defender and midfielder or whatever are like worth, we're talking about like Jefferson Lerma and Kenny Tech, right? Like, <laughs> I'm like so those, embarrassed that I brought up Jefferson Lerma. Right. But I'm just <laughs> saying that those style of players where like, they're not that dramatically different than the 3K, whoever the hell's left type of guy. And it's like, well, who am I playing then? In those spots, it feels like the D and Util are a little bit better players, but not that significantly better than the real min price players. But then once I pl- take out De Bruyne and I put in Trippier instead in the defender spot with Kincelo, which basically I got the nut nut in the defender. Like you, you're, you ain't gonna beat me anywhere close to projection in my in my defender spots. Feel free to punt. Good luck trying to get a center back goal to try to match me. And then I leave, and then I leave it, and I go Holland, Anthony, Roca, or insert any three K, whatever you want in there. Cancelo, Tripper, and Travers. Average remaining player salary is fifty two hundred. Now I'm much more. Now I could I could find some decently worthwhile six K, seven K guy with a punt. I could find you know a forty eight hundred dollar guy with a fifty five. Like that. There's a lot of more more of these guys that that are playable that are significantly better than the 3K min price guys that I guess I just need to face. Like this, this is one of those slates that it's not, it's, 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 it's a Man City slate. So typically it's like these types of slates. It's a slate where it's like, the, like in a poker game, right? I've been playing more poker recently that you're playing a game where you're playing against eight opponents you have pocket aces. You don't know what's going to kill you, but something could kill you, but you can't play scared, right? So you're going to have to go and go, I'm going to make the best choice I can. Maybe I fade KDB. Holland puts up eight. KDB puts up 40 and you go broke and you, right, you get felted, right? And then, and then sometimes it's the other end of the spectrum. Sometimes it ends up being that it doesn't matter. It ends up evening out and the scores are kind of even. You have to make one of the... This is a slate where you just have to make one of those choices and you can't feel, you're not going to feel good no matter what choice you make, but you can't get away from the choice. But getting away from the choice by going, well, I'm not going to play Holland at all, right? Or I'm going to play all three together and hopefully my punts get there, I think is the scared way to play. I think the the stronger way to play is to just, want those three players, take two of them, whichever two, make your choice and live with it. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good analogy, actually. And, you know, the more we talk about it, 
seems like the correct move would be to leave KDB out. And maybe seems like with these prices, he might not be like overwhelming chalk in cash games. So, yeah, I don't know. He kind of got me leaning towards no KDB. If Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I have a I'm quick also, question. Here's, here's a construction. Here, uh, not to cut. Uh, I don't know. This is oh, what I do, Jack. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a fan. <laughs> if you want to go, because we never discussed that forward, the dinky do. And, and the on a Man City slate, like on average, if you did the dinky do on a Man City slate, on average, you'd probably be down 80%. So, like, on average, <laughs> you don't do this. But let's say you play a Dozy and Anthony at forward. Well, now you could play KD. You could play KDB. Cancelo, Trippier, and Andreas Pereira. Do you think, other than the fact that, like I said before, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to push your chips in and be scared about something? But do you think that you play that and you fade Holland? You have the you get the nut nut at defender, so you you don't, never have to worry about defender. You get the you pre, you pretty much get the nut nut at midfield also. If you can play KD, if you can play KDB and Pereira together, right? You don't have to play those Jefferson Lermers. You don't have to play. You you have to play a one of them. You have to play Mark Roca or something like you play one of them, and you're doing that at forward. At and then you don't mind, you know, a five point a Dozy or a six point Anthony at forward, and you you want to make all of those points up by all the Holland lineups cannot have KDB and Pereira in it, right? So basically, you're if Holland scores even twenty. You may still be fine with that, but you need to make sure that KDB reaches, you know, 16 to 20, Pereira's reaches 16 to 20, and you get the nut nut a defender. I'm looking at this lineup going, I almost feel like I'm not saying this lineup is better, but I'm saying that I think I'm more likely to it ends up being that Trippier becomes the most important player, the number one on the list of the three players than Holland or KDB. But boy, I it feels so much more scary to fade Holland than it is to fade KDB. But from a functional yeah. stand, like like from a functional standpoint, like Kate, Holland's range of outcomes is just so weighted to the twenty five plus range at seventy plus percent ownership that yeah, I, don't know. I, mean, I think I what you're saying like is like what, yeah, what like saying makes perfect sense the only thing you have you have to factor in is that holland has been hitting ceilings with a frequency that we've never seen so like that that's the thing and, we just, we've never and, and also his flo- also his floor is not bad because he takes so many like it's not holland's not chris wood where it's like oh he either scores two goals or he has like three points it's like holland could have no goals no assists and still get you 11 points i mean like like he like he still has a floor just through, not through a, a, the, the, a, the other peripheral means that we're used to. Well, Jordan, I mean, his median outcome is scoring a goal. So you can just include that in his projection. He has a good floor because over half the time he scores a goal. So I think even, you know, the shots, it's unlikely. It's like the 25th percentile that he doesn't score a goal. And the problem for me with this lineup where you're fading Haaland is, you know, one out of three times, according to sportsbook odds, you know, trust him if you want, he is scoring a brace. And you have to win when you do that construction, you have to win 67% of the time. You have to win most of the time. And even if Hallen scores, I don't know, it feels like you're relying on 
quite a lot. You know, you get some better floors, but, you know, odds are one of those guys that you're paying up for a floor duds out. It feels gross, but, I mean, everything feels it's, gross. It's, it's, like... it, long term, it's probably incorrect. Like I said before, I, I just had to mention it because I put it in and I go, yeah, if I don't mind fading Holland, I think this is a pretty nice, pretty sweet lineup. I feel not that bad about it. But on average, on these types of slates with this, this, these, these matchups the way they are, and the range of outcomes for the Man City players, that if you just did this on average on these types of slates, you'd probably be down. Right, but yeah. Jordan, I think you know it's interesting because the point you make, the lineup you make without Holland, is probably good enough to beat twenty points from Holland. So right. it. it it is like it's intriguing from from that perspective because because he's twelve point seven k, yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, well, um, let's move on to goalkeeper. I had a question about Jao Cancelo, but we can do it later. So, Jordan, we need your lock button, your favorite goalkeeper, your ultimate call of the week. Who's gonna score fifteen points at goalkeeper and win me tournaments? And please get it right. Oh yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. I love that on last week's podcast. See, the thing about this show, if you actually listen to it, is that we don't give picks. We're talking about cash game construction, so we're dealing with primarily median projection or mean projection, and that's just a range of outcomes. That doesn't mean we think something's going to happen or something's not going to happen. Uh, and also, construction completely changes depending on what we see an hour before lock from the lineups. I mean, look, last week, last week, this you know, Jack, this is what's going to happen. You know, just our luck. Let's do Last it. week, the whole show was kind of geared around the fact paying paying up for Trippier wasn't necessary because we had Madison and Gray and guys in the midfield that we wanted to play. So that was the basis of that entire show. And then the next day, and Gray isn't in and Madison isn't in. And it's like, well, where do we spend our money? Well, we're playing Trippier now. Like, And then people would look like, oh, well, I didn't play Trippier in cash because you told me not to play. Like, dude, it changed that. Dude, I'm a, I, I'm a profitable DF. Both me and Ryan are profitable or Jack is probably also, although I, I can't be confirmed. I'm going to get I my first be. tax form this year. It's fun. Okay, there you go. Done. Hey. Okay. The reason we could do this show and still maintain an edge is because at 9 o'clock, an hour before lock, like, we ain't there for you. I mean, you could be in our uh, Rotowire Discord. Jack's going to be there for you, right? Tilting, but right. not helpful. Right. But, I mean, before <laughs> the slate or anything like that. But oh, you I'll have to make those adjustments, slate. those strategic adjustments. So, like, what we say now, this is all based on predicted 11s. So the same thing with goalkeeper. Goalkeeper is variance fest, right? So it just comes down to a construction issue, and then you just close your eyes and whatever happens. But the 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 fifty fifty coin flip scenarios of how do you break a tie? Typically, you typically you want to pay down, right? Typically, you'd rather play for a home keeper. You'd rather pay for a keeper that's going to face more shots, and you'd rather pay for a keeper that you're not playing anyone in your lineup against. Right. So that you're not you're not getting negative correlation in there. So like I go through all of this and I go, uh, the cheapest home goalkeeper is Travers and he's forty six hundred. Am I playing a Crystal Palace in my lineup? I'm not sure. Maybe not. Give it to me. Right. And if not, if I if if you're if you're not playing any Fulham players in your lineup, well give me Bazunu at forty three hundred. Like if you have to pay down, you're probably you're not playing you're probably playing a Man City player, so you're not playing Pickford, but if you wanted to play Man City plays with Pickford, he's 3,600. And if you need that money, he can still get six points while giving up four goals. So, like, that's what goalkeeper is. So, if you're not, so Trippier could get there on just peripherals. So, he doesn't need a goal or assist. Play Messlier at 3,900. Like, look, we've already mentioned half the goalkeepers and they're all 
pay, it's all fine. And if you have the money, fine, play, pay for Ederson. That's that's okay. So like the whole thing about like Ward last week of like, oh yeah, well, I'm most likely not playing any Newcastle players. So the cheapest home goalkeeper is Ward. That doesn't mean I think Ward's going to do well. That just means like, okay, that's that, that's probably where I land on. And then it turns out I don't land on him because of all the other things that happened with the projected 11, with the 11. So it's like, why do you think the joke, the joke has been for five years on the podcast of like, goalkeepers play whoever you want. And the second thing is to play whoever Andrew Laird doesn't play. <laughs> well, that's just terrible yeah. because Andrew Laird doesn't play DFS anymore. Uh. So we've lost that edge. That's bad. That's bad for DFS. So, Jordan, what I'm hearing is that your gold star goalkeeper play is Mark Travers. Guaranteed to get 15 <laughs> points right there. Just lock it in. Don't even think about what happens an hour before the slate. Maybe Palace, will, maybe Palace will to, lose two men this game also. Oh, there we go. Exactly. You got the call. That's Jordan's second call. Palace going to go down to nine men twice. So... Only getting these takes on the Rotowire Fantasy Show. So, yeah, goalkeepers play whoever you want. I doubt you have money for Aderson. I don't even want to talk about goalkeeper. Let's maybe go five more minutes. So we talked about balance constructions and tournaments. So what sort of um, tournament tidbits do you like? Are you going to try maybe just to play one city player? Are you going to try to get a bunch of city players and maybe fade Trippier or target one of these other matchups? Because the Newcastle-Leeds matchup seems promising. And I believe, I forgot the other matchup already. That's embarrassing. There's another matchup where we have Fulham as, that has a nice total, I think over three goals, Fulham against Southampton. So what are we thinking from tournament strategy? Brian, I want to hear, I want to hear you first because I talk too much. <laughs> well, I, uh, okay. I, I, I've I been learning, I've been learning no. to try to seed conversations. So this is me in no, a teaching no, yeah. moment to myself of like, maybe you should go first. Good job. Sure, but I'll, I'll, save, I'll save that question for you. I just wanted to say, sort of about what you were saying about Trippier last week. I listened to the pod last week and I think it was clear that Trippier was a fade based on the lineups and based on his price. And then, like you said, everything changed when lineups came out. I was actually texting my brother and the first thing we said to each other was trip. It's easy to play Trippier now. And, you know, for me, I had it stuck in my head already. You're on mute, Ryan. Okay, perfect. My headphones died, but yeah. Okay, so for me, I had it, <laughs> I had it stuck. I had it stuck in my head already that I'm not going to play Trippier, and I was thinking about all these constructions that I was going to do and who I was going to play. And I'm literally telling my brother, we're just saying like it's easy to play Trippier now. Like we got to change up, and yet I didn't do it. You can see what happened. I had like my worst soccer week ever. I'm not saying that was the exact reason, but that was part of it. So like everything changes when these lineups come out and you got to adjust. And I didn't last week. And even though it was clear and um, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to say that like a big mistake. And like Jordan said, we can come on this podcast and talk about all this stuff because everything changes when lineups come out. So when you hear us say certain things, you know, it might not be relevant when, we get stuff that we weren't expecting. Um, anyways, for tournaments, yeah, I think I'll let Jordan go for tournaments. I just think, sort of like we said at the start, fade Man City is almost enough. And specifically, fading Haaland would be enough. I mean, he's going to be the most popular. Uh, you can do pretty much whatever you want with that 12-7. You could play some other Man City guys, but you don't have to. You know, nobody ever plays Newcastle, it seems like, and they're always on the winner. Same thing happened last week. It's another great spot for Newcastle. 
So you can play those guys. I know Jordan is probably going to mention Fulham and Mitrovic. Of course, that's a good option too. But really just fading City and then doing whatever you want. I I agree. And I'll, I'll, from, a, from a mathematical perspective, this is a slate where Man City is heavily priced up. Like heavily priced up. This isn't, if you told me Holland was 10-5 and KDB was 8,600 and, you know, stuff like that. Now, you, the types of lineups that stack City have like four punts in them. Have have guys that they're going to have to hit some goal parlay or get Man City to score six, seven goals in order to pay off. So just like bet the goal parlay. Right. Right. So, yeah, just play the goal. Yeah, just do that. Just go on FanDuel, do an SGP or something. Uh, and it's for that reason that I actually think that if you're – that the tournament mindset should be that if you play one Man City player, you're playing multiple. And if you're not playing Man City, you're playing zero. So you want to get to each side of the spectrum. Because remember, the players are correlated with one another. And at these prices, they need to be correlated. I mean, they need that to happen. So there are instances, think of a run out where City scores three goals. Right. And at three, like it's the, that's the expected goal total kind of, if it, if it's spread out, you don't need any of them. Right. If it's condensed, you'll need, you'll need one of them, but that type of lineup construction is high owned. Right. That has just Holland, just KDB, just, just someone, right. You're not going to see many lineups that have Holland, KDB, Gundawan, uh, can say it like and a, and a, and a Bernardo Silva. Like if you instead of going, I'm going to play Foden over Holland. Like those lineups look the same as the Holland lineup. So you're going to have to pretty much get the same things right and just have Foden beat out Holland. I'd rather be like a complete four v four, five v. I'd rather be completely off of that type of construction type. And if you play Holland, he's getting someone's getting him the assist most likely. So like. These, these things are going to be much more correlated. So if I play Holland, I want to play Holland plus Foden, plus Gundogan, plus, like, because less of the lineups will look like that because people can't fit those guys in. They're playing two and then picking and choosing elsewhere. So to me, if you're either going to do that or you play zero and you go, well, I'm not going to play any Man City. You go, well, what happens if they score four nothing? And I go, well, they could still score four nothing and no one, and no one, gets there because of how expensive they are. It's not that they don't get there from a like, oh, well, well, Holland scored 18. I go, yeah, he didn't get there. KDB scored 22. Yeah, I, that's not that's not a must-have in GPP at his price. Or, you know, Foden, Foden got, got 20. Like, dude, we have other matchups where there could be five or six, there could be five goals in some of these games. Like a four-to-one game. I mean, the, the, these aren't low-scoring games. Maybe the Crystal Palace-Bournemouth game is a little bit lower. Why can't I find them in the other games? And you know what people are not going to do? They're not going to correlate the other games. So, like, what they're going to do is play Holland plus Mitrovic, right? They're going to play KDB plus uh, KDB plus Almiron or, you know, or something like that or whatever, Zaha or whoever, whoever up there. But you know what they're not going to do? They're not going to play Mitrovic plus Pereira plus Kenny Tet. Plus, plus, you know, maybe you play and and then you play uh, 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 Edozi on the other side of the Southampton. You know, so it's 
It's a game that has action where one team scores quick and the other team comes back and it's more open. Much less P and in order to do that for the other games at, at the Newcastle and Fulham prices, even the crystal palace prices, like you basically can't play any man city. Like maybe I, I could get away with playing one of them. It's like, well, then your lineup looks like everything. Like, like dude, if Holland scores four goals, like it's going to come from KDB. It's going to come from some, I mean, like did like you're going to, all these other players are going to get something also. What you want is man city to, to be, it'll be three to one for man city. Each goal scorer gets one goal and none of them have an assist also. And you have like two or three guys sitting on like 16 to 20. And what you do have is you have, you have the three goals. Mitrovic has a hat trick, two assists from Pereira, including 14 crosses. And the two players combined with Kenny Tetz has an assist on the other goal and the, and maybe the clean sheet or something like, like you get the whole thing together and, Man City scores more goals, yet you have more points. So, like, to me, I'm playing four GPP lineups tomorrow. I plan on my GP, my cash lineup probably having the Holland, probably whatever. But I think my other four lineups, I may, I, I may play Cancelo as my only Man City player because of his. He's the he's price. the one that's priced at a point where, like, if he gives me 14 points for 5600, like, I'm not going to find that from another defender. So, like. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm shoving my, I'm going to go, Hey, if, if Man City scores seven goals and all these people put up 30 points, then I just lose, I just lose the Jeep. I just, I just, I just lose. Yeah. The only thing I was going to add to that, you said at the end, and that's Cancelo's a good one-off. Uh, everything you said, I agree with, but obviously you can one-off Cancelo because he's a defender and yeah, he's cheap. Yeah, there you go. I kind of uh, like it's probably unlikely that the low price forward score a goal, but if you play the dinky dude, you get leverage by uh, just uh, salary construction. And so that cash construction, it projects well. You guys could get a ceiling, and that seems like a decent tournament route as well. Maybe you have to pick the right spot for that one. But um, I don't know. We've gone for an hour, seven minutes on the world's worst slate. So uh, maybe <laughs> we can wrap it up. But um, any uh, final takeaways? Jordan, do you want to give any more locks before we close? Uh, Chris Wood will score if I don't play him. <laughs> Chris Wood, there you go. So uh, you just have to ask Jordan in the Discord. So we were showing off the cheat sheet, so make sure you sign up for Rotowire. We'll yell at you if you don't. It's, it just saves way too much time. So Rotowire at backslash soccer trial. Um, otherwise, good luck, everyone. No matter um, what you do, hopefully just you know get the right city pieces and all that stuff, or hopefully you get your fade right. But uh, good luck tomorrow and get those lineups in for this uh, Friday slate where you get to play Liverpool in a similar spot. So see everybody. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Good luck, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.